Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Wow. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 8th. (laughs) Wow. What is this? August 8th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances, brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Saturday, we had a rebroadcast. We had a little bit of equipment glitches. We got that solved. Thank heavens. Now we're back live on the air. A couple of minutes, Lowell Nelson will join us for the first hour. It'll be great to have him back. We haven't talked to Lowell in quite a while. He's got a lot lined up for us second hour dr scott bradley a little bit under the weather uh, as you can tell that i am i guess as well i've just got allergies and my voice sounds horrible i apologize for that but we're going to power through and do the best we can uh, but dr bradley will not be with me second hour but boy do i have a bunch of news the network refused to use for you on friday we had a guest on ariella meskowitz and she uh, was from a sex worker group DecriminalizeSexWork.org. We talked to her because she was at Freedom Fest. And, uh, you know, they make some compelling arguments. Uh, Morally, I don't agree with them, obviously, but I do kind of understand uh, where they're coming from. And I realize that, hey, we need to really consider what people have to say, oftentimes, folks, or we're never going to get along. That's the key. All right, there's a bunch of other things we talked about on Friday. I'll get to that next hour. I try to do that sometimes in the second hour so they can get a clue about the recaps that we do as well. Uh, but thanks for being alongside for the ride. Without further ado, our guest, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back, long time, my friend. It's good to be back, Sam. Thank you for having me on your show. Wow, there's so much to talk about, so little time. Let's jump right into the leadership school. I meant to promote that a lot more, uh, but we didn't get a chance to have you on for a variety of reasons. You were traveling, I was, I was traveling, et cetera, but you guys had a great time, didn't you? We really did, Sam. The interest in the school was pretty overwhelming. Out of the 72 available seats, uh, we had 58 people register. So we're talking, and in fact, the instructor himself said that he prefers classes of about 40 or 50. He doesn't want them to get too big because, you know, you lose the intimacy of personally interacting with everybody when it gets too big. So he was uh, actually a little bit grateful that we didn't uh, fill all 72 seats. But the interest is so high. I I even have people signing up for the class next year. Uh, The interest is so high that we may do, um, you know, several more classes like this, like uh, maybe a couple uh, later this year and maybe a couple uh, earlier in the season next year, you know. So uh, just because there's so much interest in learning how to um, uh, get, get, your, get our politicians to do what uh, we want them to do, I mean to do the right thing, basically, adhere to the Constitution, adhere to the proper role of government. I mean, politicians are predictable, and, and so if you can, um, if you, they, 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 they respond to pressure, and so if you can pressure them to do the right thing, then you are going to be successful. Of course, 
you know, our opposition knows this too, and that's one reason why, like the the uh, uh, the, the gay crowd has been so successful. They're very noisy, and they they push politicians to do something, vote a certain way, and so even though they're in a minority, they get their way because they're so noisy. You know, they're so so pushy, and they're highly so, organized. They're noisy, mm-hmm. and they put their money where their mouth is, buddy. Mm-hmm. Exactly what we need to do. So it's important that we train up our, our liberty-minded people this way uh, to, to do the very same thing. Now, if if yeah, now I know not all of you, in fact, most of you listening to this show do not live in Utah. There are classes like this, schools just like this one all over the country. This is not just in Utah, but uh, for example, in August, um, uh, August 13 in, in Berthoud, uh, Colorado, there's a school. On August 27th, there's one in Carrollton, Virginia. Also on the 27th, one in Spanish Fort, Alabama. In September, there's another in, in Colorado. There, Colorado Springs on September 10th. On, and then on September 17th, there's one in Rutherford, Rutherfordton, North Carolina. And October, uh, another one in Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana, and one in Erie, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, and basically these are scheduled two months out. So if you, um, you know, if, if you live near one of these schools, then please sign up. Like if you're in Virginia or Colorado, Alabama, North Carolina, Colorado, Louisiana, any of these places, these are schools that are on the calendar. You can sign up for them today and uh, guarantee yourself a seat in 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 the school now if you've never if you've, you you know and if if you don't have a school in your community you can uh, apply to get one you just sign up and say i want to host a school and if you can get 20 people uh to sign up and with you to that school then uh faculty will bring the school right to your community right to your hometown and uh, so that's a great way to to get this training now just one last thing, Sam. If, if you've never attended this school before, then you really ought to watch a, a video found at the FACL website. That's F-A-C-L, as in Frank Alpha Charlie Lima, uh, FACL-training.org, FACL-training.org. There's a 20-minute video they posted there recently containing clips from the very first class taught at the school. It is entitled The Real Nature of Politics. It is an excellent introduction to the school. In fact, it's foundational to an understanding of the whole school. Uh, that just that 20-minute video. So, um, if you uh, you know, hey, take a look at it, uh, folks. Uh, that's faculty-training.org. Watch the video there. You'll be amazed at what you can learn about politics and the influence that you can have on your politicians, whether it's at the legislature, the city council, the county commission, the school board. It's, it's all applicable to whatever legislative body you want to influence. Sam? Now, folks, if you want to double down on this and you believe this is critical, and I do, because I think this training really helps you understand how to go about this, what ways are effective, what ways are not, how you should behave, how you can organize. I mean, this school has tremendous leadership guidance if you will but Lowell's saying hey if you can't travel to one of these schools then volunteer to host a school in your community i completely agree but i would even say this though make the time fly if you have to go attend one of the schools somewhere and then come back and have a school in your area so learn what it's about by the video at the website 
then go ahead and attend one of the schools so you really have your understanding uh, and your knowledge peaked, if you will, and then bring it into your community. This is the kind of thing that, as Lowell mentioned, the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people or whoever else, whatever other group, the pro-death, abortion mill people, these kind of people, they all do these kind of trainings for themselves, but they use the tactics evilly. See, um, technology is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used, right? Same thing with these principles. It all depends on whose hands they're in on how they're applied, right? Well, all I'm telling you is it's up to you, but if you want to double down and get involved, you got to go uh, watch the video. You got to go attend a school or a class, uh, and then you got to go ahead and host one yourself. And if we could do this all over the country, eventually we can train the trainers. Then the trainers can train more. And see, this needs to grow. That's what we're talking about, Lowell. Absolutely right, Sam. Uh, the ring endorsement of the school, and uh, there is no better training found in the country uh, for for this than than this school, uh, bar none. I've attended a lot of them. And, uh, you know, and we had Kirk Shelley, who's the senior instructor at FACL. He was our trainer just this past Saturday. So what a rare treat to have the, the, the person who has trained all the rest of the staff. They have about 12 to 15 of these trainers all over the country that go and they just teach these schools weekend after weekend. And um, it's, a, it's a delightful school. You have fun. You learn, you, you, you know, the instructors share experiences of, of their own about how they did this or they did that. Uh, Sean Dow, for example, talks about how he got rid of, of uh, red light cameras in the state of Arizona. Um, the, Kirk Shelley talks about the many. He's worked on almost 300 campaigns, uh, local, state, and national. His, his record, Sam, 89% win rate. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, as a campaign uh, consultant. So, I mean, he really, when you get him, you're going to win the race if you put in the work. So it's a, it's a great school, and they have one other school called the Campaign Management School. Uh, it's a brand-new curriculum, and uh, we're badly in need of that here in Utah because our candidates, our Liberty candidates, they don't run a campaign uh, to win. They they run to, to you know, they run, but... But most of them, they really don't know what to do or how to run an effective campaign. Well, we're going to change that, Sam, because in the next few years, we're, we're bringing that school to Utah numerous times, and uh, we'll be talking about that later on. But um, that's a school that will help our liberty-minded candidates win instead of just, you know, being in the race. Sam? Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Great stuff from Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio um, we have now life site news with really a scary reality check. Dr. Simone Gold jailed for trespassing. From the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, Gold was singled out by the FBI among the thousands who entered the Capitol on January the 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where, uh, if you've seen this movie, that the Epic Times have put together what really happened on January the 6th, you are shocked. Lowell, have you seen that movie? Oh, man, not yet, Sam. i got to watch that. All right, if you go to theepictimes.com, I think it costs a couple of dollars, but it is worth watching. You will come away realizing that the government, the FBI, etc., has declared war on we the people. They're starting with people like Simone Gold. We'll talk about why in seconds on your radio. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson with me, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job. Dr. Simone Gold, jailed for trespassing. LifeSiteNews.com with the details. By the way, LifeSite News is the one that reported this uh, lie about COVID. Uh, well, I should say they reported the truth about COVID, but they, report, they exposed the lie. Let me say it right. LifeSite News basically said in Israel, more elderly people are dying from the COVID vaccine from, than from COVID itself. I reported that article in LifeSite News, along with a, uh, a well-known Israeli news organization as well. And that's what caused Twitter to suspend my account. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? So LifeSite News doing a great job always, but they're highlighting what's happening to Dr. Simone Gold. Uh, she was very peaceful in her conduct, ladies and gentlemen, but they targeted her from the beginning, Lowell. They sure did, Sam. And by the way, that's a badge of honor for your Twitter account to get suspended for just reporting the truth. Um, so kudos to you for that. Uh, Dr. Simone Gold, I met her uh, last year when she came to Salt Lake City for the Weekend Act uh, Conference. Uh, I think you did, too, at that time, Sam. She, yeah, that was a great she, conference, by the way. Yeah, she is, um, I mean, she's not an, uh, a physically imposing figure by any means. She's probably five foot six or something, a light build, you know, maybe, I don't know, 120 pounds or 30 pounds or something. I mean, she's, she's not going to hurt a, a, a fly. I mean, she's, <laughs> but she's incredibly courageous, incredibly intelligent, uh, wonderful individual, 
and uh, and yet, uh, yeah, she she gave a speech there in uh, the um, uh, statuary hall there in the Capitol, uh, stating her opposition to vaccine mandates, her opposition to the government-imposed lockdowns. I mean, every every common sense thing you can think of, right? That's what she was just talking about to the people inside the Capitol. Well. Yeah, she was targeted by the FBI, and, and uh, she was taken into custody by the FBI on January 18th, informed the next morning by a judge she'd be, she was being charged with trespassing. Now, during her sentencing, uh, there's uh, the judge Christopher Cooper, who was uh, appointed by Obama. Uh, judge Cooper appeared to take into account the death which, uh, with which Gold had no connection whatsoever. Right? I mean, we hear this. This and the mainstream media is all the time talking about these four or five people who died on January 6th as if the protesters had anything at all to do with it, right? And so the judge parroted this same uh, tired refrain, you know, falsely claiming that five people had died during the January 6th protest, right, rally. <clears throat> and really it was a rally for election integrity, and not so much as a protest against election fraud, but as a rally for election integrity, the importance of it, you know, and, and yeah, I wish I could have been there, too, that, because I, I feel strongly about the need for election integrity, but anyway, gold was not connected in any way whatsoever with any of the people who died there, and in fact, they didn't die because of the rally, <laughs> there, every death there was incidental except the one where the police officer shot that veteran, that Air Force vet. I mean, that was definitely intentional. Uh, all the rest were just incidental. But anyway. Ashley Babbitt was murdered in cold blood, ladies and gentlemen. And the bottom line is she was actually trying to help stop insurrectionists and provocateurs mm -hmm. right before she went through the window and they murdered her. Now that's mm -hmm. on video, provable and everything else. But again, zero accountability for those who killed Ashley Babbitt. A shame. But ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about in America now is a two-tiered system, Lowell. That's right, because some people get penalized for behavior that is, you know, behavior that other people do who don't get penalized for that behavior. And so it's just it's kind of sickening that here, in what we call the the uh, land of the free, home of the brave, that uh, we have this uh, this two-tiered system where, you know, two people, same behavior, one person gets charged and thrown in jail, and the other person gets off scot-free. That's a two two-tiered system. Not not everybody gets treated equally before the law, right? That, that's like, you know, the the blindfold was has been removed from Lady Justice and. Talk about Lady Justice. I'm talking about the just the the lady, the statue of the lady atop most of the courthouses of this country. She's blindfolded. She holds a scale in her hand, and she's supposed to be blind to to everybody, uh, meaning that she gives everybody equal justice. <clears throat> well, that system <clears throat> apparently is no longer. Um, the system of justice in our country. Yeah, if you don't believe us, just compare Ammon Bundy to uh, Hunter Biden, to make your yeah. point. Ammon Bundy <laughs> literally served for two years and guilty of nothing. And the mm -hmm. judge said the government was the one that was involved in criminal activity, but zero accountability. Now, Hunter Biden literally bringing um, international leaders 
international globalist ties straight to the White House. They lied, said it didn't exist, covered it up, and Hunter's still free today. Incredible. Wow. <clears throat> Incredible, Sam. Now, Gold's sentence is unusually severe for her misdemeanor charge. <clears throat> Many of those who merely entered the Capitol on January 6th without any disorderly contact, conduct who have already been charged, they were sentenced with probation without any jail, right? That's most of the people who, who, who got uh, charged and, and were found guilty of being in the Capitol on January 6th. Um, they got probation with no jail time. Well, here comes Dr. Simone Gold. Why did they take it out on her? Well, because she had been talking about the vaccine, talking against vaccine mandates and against the government-imposed lockdown. So because what she was saying was not on the three to five card of allowable opinion, they threw her in jail. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, just, it's just mean, it's vindictive, and it's not just. It's unjust. So, um, you know, now, now ABC News, I, I, I caught this headline, too. They, they, they spun the story like this. They said, quote, the founder of Americans Frontline Doctors, Gold and her coalition of physicians, have, have pushed conspiracy theories about the COVID-19 vaccine and promoted disproven treatments like ivermectin, end quote. So that is definitely from the mainstream media. They have packed lie after lie into their fake news because, truth be told, ivermectin has saved thousands of lives. And that was clearly shown in India, where there was a, several provinces in India that spread ivermectin around these little care packages, first aid packages. Thousands and thousands of these care packages went out. And in that province of India, <clears throat> deaths were almost unnoticeable, deaths from COVID, just almost non-existent. Whereas in a neighboring province uh, where they did not <clears throat> allow these ivermectin kits to be spread, they had lots of deaths from COVID in there. So it's very clear. And so this is, this is a lie spread by the mainstream media. Ivermectin is a proven treatment <laughs> for COVID-19. Uh, and, and, and it's also the case, Sam, life insurance companies are just hemorrhaging right now. They're going under, they're going bankrupt because of the ex excess death of those who have taken the COVID gene therapy clot shots. <clears throat> These are not conspiracy theories, Sam. These are conspiracy facts. And, uh, you know, as much as the mainstream media doesn't want to talk, talk about them or, or even, you know, talk about them as fact, they are facts. And uh, we, the sooner we turn off the mainstream media and uh, turn on alternative radio, such as Liberty Roundtable, the better we will be as a country, Sam. Amen to that. But you know what, folks? Understand this. If what you say does not comport with the official approved narrative, and if you have a large number of, follow, a large number of followers of people that consider what you have to say, then you know what? You are considered dangerous and dealt with very harshly. This is what we're seeing on a grander and grander scale. Uh, Alex Jones, I reported on Friday, got fined or ordered to pay $4.1 million by an Austin jury now. That was what I reported. But right after I reported that, they came back with another $45 million, and they're still not done yet. So Alex Jones' companies are declaring bankruptcy, $50 million, and they're not even done. And oh. what he dared to say was, hey, you know what? 
uh, the January 6th, or not the January 6th, the, um, oh my gosh, what's that shooting called? Sandy Hook? Uh, shooting was bogus. Uh, no, no the Hook. Sandy Hook was bogus, that there were actors, this and that. Now, I believe Alex is wrong. I believe it was a real shooting. But I also agree with Alex that it's not as the government told us it was. They're lying about the narrative and the details. But nevertheless, the bottom line is, you know, you've got Alex Jones fined $50 million, and a big portion of that is a uh, kind of a punishment penalty. When they say punitive damages, that's, that means punishment damages. And what their goal is is to make sure that guys like me, guys like Lowell, uh, they want to send a message to say you're next if you don't shut up. Yeah, I kid you not. Quick pause, a whole lot more from Lowell Nelson in mere seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. I'm Tony Marusa reporting. By an overwhelming 86 to 11 vote, the Senate Tuesday night gave final passage to a bill that ramps up health care and disability benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxins. The PACT Act of 2022 passed Tuesday night. Pat Toomey, who led the Republicans installing the measure, warned that it included what he calls a trick that would permit indiscriminate spending. And a school in Utah has removed books from the shelves. Utah's largest public school district is defending its decision to remove 52 books that some parents view as pornographic. The Alpine School District has roughly 84,000 students. The district decided to pull the books by 41 authors from its library shelves after an internal audit flagged them as sensitive material without literary merit. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. I'm Tony Marusso for USA Radio News. Mike Lindell and MyPillow offering the BOGO extravaganza right now on a whole slew of MyPillow products. Now you can find all sorts of great deals on MyPillow bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillow, Six Peats towel sets, Roll and Go Anywhere pillows, much more, all priced buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com slash USA, use promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and find you some great MyPillow products. They're all available. Oh, by the way, you can also get Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase, but you have to uh, go to MyPillow.com slash USA or call 1-800-951-8175. 8175 and make sure you use the promo code the buy one get one extravaganza going on right now at mypillow.com a kidnapped girl's escape in alabama has led to the discovery of two decomposing bodies and the arrest of a man now facing murder and kidnapping charges police got a call monday morning from a driver about a 12 year old girl walking alone along county road 34 in dadeville tallapoosa county Sheriff Jimmy Abbott said Tuesday at a news conference the girl had been restrained to bedpost for about a week, according to the criminal complaint. Jose Paulino Pascal Reyes, 37, was arrested Monday about 25 miles away in Auburn on suspicion of first-degree kidnapping by U.S. Marshals and police, the sheriff said, adding other agencies are also on this case. 
U.S. job openings fell by the most in just over two years in June as demand for workers eased in the retail and wholesale trade industries. But overall, the labor market remains tight, allowing the Federal Reserve to continue raising interest rates. At least 4.2 million workers voluntarily quit their jobs in June and layoffs declined. This is USA Radio News. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. With me and always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Uh, Dr. Simone Gold jailed for trespassing. Alex Jones fined $50 million. They're coming for you and I as they write attack articles on us all over the place these days. False, dishonest narratives. They're telling lies upon lies and lies that they uh, document over and over and over. Then they pretend that's the truth and they use that. To point to the next lie, ladies and gentlemen, it is insane. We now have a two-tier justice system in America. Not all people are treated equally before the law. Okay, what if what you say does not comport with the official approved narrative, you are dealt with harshly, especially if you have a following or a way to influence others, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's heroes in America, though, that are standing up against the tyranny that's going on. One of them is Julie Kelly, well-known investigative journalist and she's been uh, looking into the january 6th stuff like you would not believe and now the new american wrote an incredible article about her fantastic work lol she documents many of the stories of these unfortunate people who have been charged and you know with crimes of, of being in in the capital near the capital on january 6th her book is entitled january 6th how democrats used the capital protest to launch a war of terror against the political right. Um, now, on that day, January 6, hundreds of thousands of Americans assembled in Washington, D.C. to rally for election integrity. Some were captured on video entering the Capitol, trespassing allegedly, although, as you and I both know, Capitol Police welcomed them into the Capitol building, steering them through barricades without any resistance. Uh, right? Some stood on the Capitol grounds singing the national anthem, Many of them were praying. Others used their phones to record what was really happening because the majority of the flag-waving crowd were nonviolent, law-abiding citizens simply, make, simply making known their political convictions that the 2020 presidential election was rigged. <clears throat> well, so journalist Julie Kelly has uncovered many of the unreported stories of that day and documenting them with unrelenting passion meticulous detail, dozens of these little-known accounts in her inspiring book. And this is in the face of intense scrutiny and ridicule. She has corresponded for more than a year, Sam, with a number of these so-called extremists. And while the mainstream media spun a story about the protesters encouraged by Donald Trump to attack police officers and attempt to overturn a U.S. election, Kelly has written a much different and true story. So we have to ask ourselves the question, Sam, do the punishments fit the crimes? Well, out of more than 400 people arrested, <clears throat> at least 73 are accused of committing acts of violence, particularly against police, reported NPR. At least 35 of, of, uh, are suspected of causing property damage, like breaking windows or doors to gain entry to the building. At least 27 are accused of theft, like the man 
photograph carrying House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's lectern or one woman who allegedly took a laptop from Pelosi's office. Well, uh, Cooey Griffin, founder of Cowboys for Trump, was among those arrested and accused. Griffin was denied bail, sat in a federal prison cell for 19 days. His true offense was refusing to say that no fraud had occurred in the 2020 presidential election. And according to the AP, <clears throat> quote, U.S. Magistrate Judge Zia Farduki said Griffin's behavior and statements suggest he might have struck justice, <laughs> I like that, he might have struck justice based on his presence in a riotous crowd outside the U.S. Capitol and his assistance that, insistence that the election was not won by Biden, end of quote. Wow, talk about a headline. <clears throat> he might have struck justice. Let's throw him in jail for 19 days because he might obstruct justice. That's incredible. Anyway, Julie Kelly has carefully and consistently reported many, many of these stories. She has brought these political prisoners to life for us. We learn of the men still rotting in jail cells, of jobs they have lost, of their failed businesses, and of families broken and torn apart. It's, it's, it's truly a sobering, it's a sad book, it's a sad tale that she tells, but it's an important one because it's the truth. It's what our own government is doing to us citizens right here in America. Quote, jailed in filthy conditions for months on end, those arrested have been denied bail but not convicted of any crime. They have been treated badly, refused medical treatment, and swift legal representation. End of quote. So, Sam, it's, uh, it's an amazing story that she put together. This is a journalist, Julie Kelly, uh, many, many stories in this book. But once again, the title is this, January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War of Terror Against the Political Right. Well, thank goodness for Julie Kelly and for her giving these people a voice. And my fellow Americans, we must reject the spin from the mainstream media. We must learn the real stories, the real facts. And we do that by, you know, purchasing Kelly's book, reading it, spreading it around, uh, donating it to your local library so other people can read it. I mean, that's what we do. We spread the truth. Why? Well, because it's going to inspire shame, alarm, outrage, and hopefully wake up, help to wake up our fellow American citizens, and that would be very nice outcome if we could do that with this book. Sam? Amen to that. Let me throw out a couple of other details about Julie Kelly. I've been tracking her tremendous work because she is so spot on. There's a couple of things that she highlights that everybody ought to re remember or reiterate if you didn't hear it the first time. Here it is. Julie Kelly documents that the FBI... And the New York Times reported that the FBI documented that last September, a member of the Proud Boys who entered the Capitol on January the 6th was an FBI informant, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear me? A member of the Proud Boys was an FBI informant. And the informant who texted his, quote, bureau handler during the riot insisted that the Proud Boys did not have any advanced plan to enter the Capitol and disrupt the election certification. No prior plans, says the government Proud Boys informant. But there's more. The FBI also said in August that it had not found evidence 
that January 6th was the result of an organized plot to overturn the election. That's according to four current and former law enforcement officials. So now you've got law enforcement officials from the FBI documenting that, hey, um, you know what? There was no evidence that it was an organized plan. The insider informant says there was no Proud Boy. Well, why does the mainstream press continue to even associate guys like Sam Bushman and Richard Mack, who told everybody not even to go to this thing? They're still associating us with an insurrection, us with Donald Trump. Never mind that their own informant says there was no advanced plan. So which is it? Was there an advanced plan? Are we all involved? Or was there no advanced plan? And if there's no advanced plan, why is an FBI informant breaching the Capitol? That works for the Proud Boys? How many more of those are there? Well, then Julie Kelly does a phenomenal job and ties Ray Epps to this whole thing, folks. She literally ties Ray Epps, one of the great insurrectionists, to this whole thing. And the question is, why is Ray Epps running around free? Huh? Now you want more, folks? You ready? I'll give you more. Now there's a guy in jail. He's a January 6th so-called protester. He's a prisoner as well, by the way. And he says this, Ray Epps recruited me. Why is he not in jail for obstruction of Congress and or seditious conspiracy? Art Moore at WorldNetDaily, WND.com, writes this piece. Why is Ray Epps not in jail for inciting the crowd or obstruction of Congress or seditious conspiracy? Sean Michael. Sean Michael is the gentleman. His name is Sean Michael McHugh. He's a California businessman. California business owner and a father of four. He says, Ray Epps literally tried to recruit me. But now this guy is literally in jail and Ray Epps is running around free. Michael writes his open letter about this in the Gateway Pundit. So with Julie Kelly, the Gateway Pundit and Liberty Roundtable Live teaming up, you're getting more and more and more of the evidence. Not only do we see Ray Epps on video as a provocateur, not only did we see Ray Epps everywhere, now we've even got a witness who says, wait a minute, this guy tried to recruit me. Why am I in prison? Why is he running around free? Julie Kelly is the one bringing this to the table for people to understand. Now, let me say one more thing about this. Revolver News doing a phenomenal job. They're the ones that put all the video evidence and documentation together for this as well, folks. I'm just telling you, it is riveting. When we come back, The All-American Life, an incredible column. Is it a factory of lies? Quick pause, Lowell Nelson continues in seconds on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Philip Giraldi writes an incredible column, The All-American Lie Factory, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with details. Lowell? This is a very interesting column. He, uh, Philip Giraldi used to work for the CIA, and therefore he is uniquely qualified to describe the, some of the devices and tricks used by the CIA. And, uh, and, and so we're going to learn what some of those uh, tricks are right here in this column. Uh, first of all, Giraldi rightly believes that the people who voted for Joe Biden did not want him to pursue a conflict with Russia in Ukraine. Before you know, we got American advisors on the ground there, uh, I think everybody recognizes that. And uh, if we continue to fuel that situation, we might be trading bullets with the Russians before long. But has Congress declared war on Russia? That's my question. No way. We haven't. Then we should not be engaged in making war. By the way, on not only have, nor, we have not, nor should we. By the way, no, exactly. See, the Constitution, which Sam rightly calls the blueprint for liberty, is that simple. It's that plain. Only Congress may declare war. The president cannot declare war. The Supreme Court may not do so. Only Congress may do so. And there has not been a declaration of war since 1940. 1941, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, back in World War II, I think was the last uh, congressional declaration of war ever given. We should not be making war on any country without a declaration of war. In fact, any president who makes war on a country without a declaration of war should be impeached. Why doesn't that happen? Well, neither party wants to go there because presidents of both parties are guilty of making war without declarations of war. So that's that's the reason. <clears throat> okay, so that's number one. Number two, Giraldo believes that Russians approached the United States and its allies with really some quite reasonable requests regarding their own national security. 
given that a hostile military alliance is about to land on its doorstep. Well, um, he thinks the U.S. refused to budge on a number of negotiable items, and so that's uh, so Russia felt compelled to take military action. I, I, I tend to agree with Giraldi on this. Uh, he says there is no such thing as a good war, and I definitely agree with that statement. He writes that the onus on how the Ukraine situation developed the way it did is on Washington, D.C. I also agree with that. I believe the U.S. purposefully pushed NATO to push Russia into a corner for a variety of reasons. It's me thinking, not Giraldi, but I think we did it to weaken Russia, um, also to disrupt the oil deal between Russia and Germany, which was denominated in the Russian ruble, so as to stabilize the weakening petrodollar. Uh, those are just two reasons that come to my mind. Uh, again, that's not Giraldi. That's me, I'm just thinking. But there's probably a lot of other reasons. Maybe the globalists have orchestrated this conflict in order to cause inflation. And to, which is, is weakening the middle class around the world in order to facilitate the Great Reset. I mean, that's another reason, perhaps. Uh, so, okay, so back to the column, Giraldi. He writes that, he says, I believe that the U.S. and British governments in particular have been relentlessly lying to the people and that the media in most of the West is party to the dissemination of the lies to sustain the war effort against Russia in Ukraine. The lies include both the genesis and progress of the war, and there's also been a sustained effort to demonize Putin and anything Russia, including the food, the drinks, the language, the culture, the, and even professional athletes. And, of course, the latest victim is a Tchaikovsky symphony band in Canada. <laughs> that just blows my mind, Sam. Tchaikovsky, yeah, he was Russian. He wrote great music. Why ban his music? I just don't. It's crazy. I mean, that's. It's, I mean, what thinking person would do that? You, we, we should appreciate the music of, of any, any culture, any race, any country. <laughs> just banning Tchaikovsky's symphony, that's incredible to me. I just I find that mind-boggling, Sam. Um, it is beyond mind-boggling, though, in America of all places, though, ladies and gentlemen, right? Yeah. Think about where we are and think about what's being banned to us. They're not just... Um, you know, attacking us or, you know, saying, hey, we disagree with this or that. They're literally going after us, and they're using lies to double down and tell more lies. Okay? And they point to their lies as proof of the next lie being factual. They're literally using their lies as, quote, factual proof. It is shocking, ladies and gentlemen. It is shocking. So uh, now we got to talk about the... Um, Russian mill, folks. Mm -hmm. Now, we say Russian mill, we need to be very careful with that because oftentimes when they say a mill, it, it makes it sound like it's uh, manufacturing fake information. The question is, is, is this true news? And do we have the American mill running against this narrative? Who's telling the truth, Lowell? But this, this details really where we are in this battle. Well, when I read that headline, Sam, I assumed that was Russian military. Is that not what MIL stands for? Capital uh, it M, might, capital I, or it could L. be the news mill, right? Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, but, but um, either way. Yeah, either way, this information will blow your socks off. Um, basically, Because the news mill in America, the news propaganda mill, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. is telling us lies, and it's absolutely in 100%, 80, 180 degrees from this news, if this is coming out of the Russian military, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, and so what we're talking about is a briefing from the Chief of Radiation, Chemical, and Biological Defense Forces, a fellow named General Igor uh, Kirillov, on military biological activities of the United States in the territory of Ukraine. Okay, so this is what they found. They basically found three things. Number one, they found that about a fifth of the Ukrainian soldiers that surrendered to the Russians carry West Nile pathogens, suggesting that Ukrainian soldiers are being subjected to involuntary biological experimentation and exposure to biological weapons. You know, think Nuremberg, folks. Uh, the Nuremberg trial, the Nuremberg Code says no longer are we going to experiment on soldiers. Well, the Ukrainian soldiers, a fifth of them have been captured by the Russians. They are carrying West Nile pathogens. They didn't know they were doing that. <clears throat> well, how did they get them? Well, they were subjected involuntarily to this biological experimentation. That's the conclusion you draw from this. Now, not only, not only were these soldiers carrying pathogens, but nearly all of them carried traces of a wide variety of narcotics and opioids, including meth and codeine. Now, Sam, I did not, I, I mean, I did know that U.S. soldiers were taught to kill using video games, but I have never heard about the use of drugs in war. Um, and so this is kind of new to me, but, you know, apparently the Nazi soldiers used meth in World War II, and likewise, soldiers in Ukraine are using a methamphetamine called Pervitin, which was also used by U.S. soldiers in Vietnam and Korea. It is designed, now get this, it is designed to reduce the psycho-emotional burdens of war. Well, what do you do when you reduce the, you know, a person's conscience? I mean, the, when you talk about psycho-emotional burden, I think you're talking about one's conscience. How can you in good conscience go kill another human being, right? I mean, I think that's well, what and we're you wonder, about. Well, and you wonder if that drug along with psychotropic drugs are being used where these mass murderers go crazy in America, too. We can't get any intel on their bodies. We can't get any intel on what drugs are running through their veins. But you got to wonder that, too, Low. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is uh, another conclusion from this report. Ukraine apparently is using these mind-numbing agents on their own forces, on their own soldiers, to make them more susceptible to carrying out heinous acts, you know, extreme cruelty to civilians, shelling their own people. You know, you've you, you heard the stories about how incredibly cruel these soldiers are to their fellow countrymen. Well, <clears throat> this could account for that. This could help to explain why they're able to do that. If they're being given pervitin, you know, that could, could very well explain that. So th that's kind of like a bomb, another bombshell in this report. Then Russia directly accuses the U.S. of creating and releasing COVID-19. This is very interesting. This is the second point in this report. Russia was very specific in accusing the DNC liberal globalists uh, of, of this, of releasing COVID-19. They claim to have records of over 16,000 biological samples, including blood and serum samples, that were transported from Ukraine to the U.S. and other European countries. They then pointed to U.S. Congressman Jason Crow of the House Intelligence Committee, who warned Americans about the dangers of giving their DNA to private companies. Why? Because there, quote, is a possibility that the test results will be sold to third parties and the information obtained could be used to develop biological weapons targeting 
specific groups or individuals, end of quote. In other words, Sam, this accuses the U.S. of producing biological weapons to ethnically cleanse certain individuals of selected genome sequences. So basically, the DNC globalists were using Ukraine as a home base for the production of the virus and then shipping the genome-specific viruses to labs around the world to be released to ensure that the virus infected the entire world. <clears throat> That's kind of a big bombshell, Sam. And um, the, the, the military It's a huge bombshell, and here's the question. It brings up who's telling the truth here. They want you to believe that Russia is the aggressor and the evil one, and they're going ahead and invading Ukraine. Um, you know what? Really, what if the United States is the aggressor? What if they really are releasing COVID-19 around the world? And then what if they are releasing uh, COVID-19 as a bioweapon, intentionally weaponized via gain-of-function research, and then released on the population? And then the antidote is the vaccine. Both increase spike proteins in every organ in the body to the point where you're creating a massively sick population. What's the repercussions of that down the road? Only time will tell, but we know their agenda is population reduction. Ladies and gentlemen, this is hard to say the Russians are lying here when they point to our own Congress representatives uh, to make their points. That's a scary reality check. Are we already in World War III? Was C-19, if you will, or COVID-19 the first weapon fired, Lol? One more statement from this report, Sam, that uh, is evidence that uh, what the Russians are saying is true is, is this. According to our experts, this is evidenced by the uncharacteristic variability of the genome variants that cause different peaks in the incidence of coronaviruses, significant differences in lethality and contagiousness, uneven geographic distribution, right? I mean, this COVID is not hurting anybody in Africa, for example, folks. I mean, it's hurting people in the U.S. big time and in Italy big time and other countries, but it's, it's unpredictable, right? I mean, I inserted that. <laughs> okay, back to the quote. And the unpredictable nature of the epidemic process as a whole, it appears that despite efforts to contain and isolate the disease, the pandemic is being artificially fueled by the introduction of new variants of the virus in a particular region. End of quote. So that's the bottom line of that military report and evidence that this is a man-made weapon being fired upon the population of the world. Um, and, and, now, and, and well, here's the question. Is yeah. it the rumor mill from Russia? Or is this the real military releasing facts? Are we already well, in World War Three? Was C-19 the first weapon fired? You got to ask yourself these questions. I don't trust the Russians, but I sadly trust the Americans even less. Yeah, yeah, me too, Sam. Pretty sobering. Pretty well, important God, report. God bless you for your work, sir. Thank Talk you, to you Sam. soon. Okay, bye. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. I'm Sam Bushman, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast broadcast for August the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick few headlines from the last several days of import. Musk fires at Twitter, citing fraud. Twitter fires back. Called the claims false and irrelevant. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, Twitter is melting down. We also talked about the Department of Transportation is trying to push for changes to federal policy that basically increase flight refund capabilities for recourse for passengers when airlines cancel flights or significantly alter a flight's schedule or route or seat categories, etc. They say if a new federal law goes into effect... Americans will have more recourse when airlines do these things. Well, that sounds great on the surface. Everybody kind of would agree we need a uh, Bill of Rights for travelers. The problem with it is, ladies and gentlemen, is why is government involved in transportation at all? Okay. Why do we have government controlling and requiring licenses for Uber and Lyft and taxi cabs and airlines and trains and Why is government in control of our transportation? Did you know that's one of the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto for government to be in control of transportation? So I appreciate the government trying to make things nicer for we the people. But what we really need is government completely out of the transportation business. Also, then the government now saying, hey, monkeypox is now an emergency, they claim. And my response is, who's getting it and how are they getting it? Is it really a national emergency? Why are they promoting the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda, uh, knowing we had AIDS in the 80s and now we have this? Wow. We also highlighted this abortion case, Tuesday's resounding referendum victory for abortion rights supporters in the state of Kansas. Provides some evidence that the political landscape has shifted in America towards pro-death. It's a sad scenario, big time. But they say the victory was by a 59 to 41 margin. It occurred in a, quote, Republican stronghold state. Now, I don't know if that's true. What I mean is you can say, well, yeah, it was Republican, but it was mainstream. It was the Romney-esque Republicans, if you will. (laughs) I mean, these guys are bordering on Barney Frank Democrat-style Republicanism. Uh, Kurt Crosby, my former co-host and still dear friend, points this out. What the heck is a Republican? Well, those kind of Republicans, who needs friends, right? But believe it or not, they say this might turn out to create abortion rights win in probably 40 states. If they can get referendums, they'll push for pro-death and try to make it the law of the land, regardless of what the Supreme Court did. Where do you stand, my fellow Americans? You better not remain silent in the culture war or we're going to lose that one, too. We also then uh, uh, last week had on a guest by the name of Rod Collins, and he creates what's called selfmanagementcollaborative.com. And it's wiki management, if you will, a revolutionary new model 
for a rapidly changing and collaborative world. Nobody is smarter than everybody, he says. And the idea behind all this is, look, we don't need these top-down models uh, to manage companies. We can have uh, basically everybody's peer-to-peer. Nobody's in charge. It sounds great. I like a lot of the concepts from it. I think there's a lot of takeaways that make sense from it. But I also think in its totality, or its totality, I'm sorry, in its totality, it doesn't seem like it works. It's kind of like the uh, libertarian anarchist folks. You know, they believe that we don't need any government at all, and it'll just be fine. Everybody can be self-governed. I wish society worked that way, but it doesn't. Uh, If you're not very careful, a vacuum will occur, and then, hey, the biggest violator of liberty will fill that vacuum if you're not very, very careful indeed. To prove the point, speaking of that reality check, ladies and gentlemen, now the left is trying to impeach Clarence Thomas. They already have well over a million signatures in support of their efforts, folks. Can you believe that? They already have literally a million-plus signatures for their agenda. Now, this is where why can't the Republicans, why can't the conservatives, why can't the constitutionalists, why can't the American people, why can't the right, whatever word you want to use for us, why can't the moral majority is what I would call it, why can't we the people, why can't the family leaders stand together for something? Why aren't we trying to impeach Joe Biden? This guy's literally a criminal in the White House. We have documented the Hunter Biden scandals from drug abuse to getting women pregnant and lying about it and getting caught all the way to his international dealings without filing as a foreign agent. And then he lied and said he didn't get any of this information to his dad, but now we know that Hunter Biden's business associates literally met with Joe in the White House when Joe was VP. We have the goods on Joe. We have the goods on Hunter. We have the goods on Hillary and Bill. We have the goods on Barack Obama, on all these clowns. But yet nothing is done. No arrests are made. No accountability is created because we, the conservatives, don't get together and demand it. We don't put our money where our mouth is. We don't, okay? We could use a lot of money for this radio network. We didn't do the broadcast on Saturday because a piece of equipment failed and I had to throw the piece away. But we're running everything on a thin, thin, thin dime. I jokingly call it the Widow's Might Radio Network. It's that thin. We need people's support, folks. It's debatable. Are we already in World War III? Was COVID-19 the first shot fired? Is your government turning against you? Is the deep state in bed with globalists to destroy your liberty? Think about it. We had the CPAC that just took place in Texas, right? Donald Trump got 69% of the vote at the CPAC conference in Dallas last week, followed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who received 24% of the vote. Now, you look at that and you go, wow, Donald sure got it wrapped up for 2024 if he wants it, doesn't he? I don't know. Do you believe Donald Trump is the guy we want next? Is he going to do a good enough job? He was the guy that promised, hey, he'd get to the liable and slander laws. I don't see that. He didn't do anything. He was the one that promised we'd get to the bottom of the Barack Obama birth certificate lie and forgery. He never got to the bottom of that. He was the one that promised lock up Hillary. He never got to the bottom of that. He's the one that promised would have a border wall. Now it's still not built and it leaks like a sieve. Did he do a lot of good? Yes. On the pro-life front, he did some good. But now it's being overturned by Republicans everywhere. He tried to do some good on the uh, Obamacare scenario. 
forcing us all to have Obamacare insurance and everything else. But again, that just got overturned and shunned by his party. So even if Donald is the guy, and even if the party is in lockstep with Donald, he's being undermined by the deep state at every turn. But Donald Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis can't really run together because they have, quote, residency in the same state. Electoral college rules prevent that, from what I understand. Fine, who next? What about a Donald Trump-Ted Cruz ticket? Now you'd have Florida, kind of New York representation with the Donald. You'd have Texas representation with Ted Cruz. Is that a viable ticket? What about a Ted Cruz-Ron DeSantis ticket? Remember, Ted was follow-up. He got more votes than anybody else, uh, not counting. Well, he got more votes than anybody else, not counting Donald Trump back in the day, right? Well, the problem is Ted Ted Cruz's wife uh, is a globalist. She works uh, with the uh, Federal Reserve System and stuff like this, right? Um, So I appreciate Ted Cruz standing up boldly on a lot of topics. He's done quite well, but he's not getting enough news coverage. What about Mitt Romney? Is he going to run? I don't know where all this goes, but at CPAC, Donald Trump literally got 69%, followed by DeSantis that got 24%, a distant. After that, nobody got more than 2%. All the other names you could think of, nobody got anything to speak of after those two. That's very interesting as well. All right, the Alex Jones trial takes a bizarre turn, writes Joel Skousen in his incredible weekly news offering called World Affairs Brief worldaffairsbrief.com. Alex finally admitted that the Sandy Hook school shooting was real and that it really happened, okay? But the plaintiffs and the lawyers and everybody else, it wasn't enough for them for him to admit this, folks. They sued him for general defamation. Um, Now, here's what's interesting, though. They claim that he defamed these clients, including, this is interesting, Unnamed federal officials. Who are the unnamed federal officials? See, we need to get that stuff out in court. They claim to be defamed by conspiracy facts, which point to the shooting. So what facts are we talking about? Well, many say that it was a government-backed operation using a mind-controlled shooter with a government handler present to make sure that he killed himself after the fact so that he couldn't, you know, dead people tell no tales, right? Well, you can say that's crazy. Was there really a handler? Yeah, there was, folks. Listen. Listen carefully. That handler was observed by students being led away in handcuffs but never charged or never had his name revealed. What's that all about, folks? Answer. Alex Jones may not have been right about some facts of the case, but he was on to something that they cannot have exposed. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. 
The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about this Alex Jones case. Ladies and gentlemen, he was literally fined $4 million. Then on the heels of that, literally $45 million. Now, I know Alex Jones might have said and done some things that he shouldn't have said and done. But you know what? The Alex Jones trial takes a bizarre turn, writes Joel Skousen. All right, where they basically are trying to use this for intimidation purposes. Alex is being put up as the poster child. They tried to do that to Ammon Bundy, too, but they lost that one. But if this novel legal precedent holds, it puts all of us who claim the government is involved in false flag conspiracies at risk of lawsuits by aggrieved, or I'm sorry, by unfairly aggrieved federal agents who claim they're assaulted by our views. They know the government created a crisis, but they they live behind these um, deep state secrets, right? So they say this, you've got to go along with their narrative, right? Think about this. Even though the government created the crisis, yet they hide behind the veil of, quote, state secrets. Mike Cernovic wrote, the Alex Jones, quote, precedent means if you don't accept the Las Vegas shooting explanation from your government, then FBI agents can sue you. Why? Because you're calling them liars by, quote, implication. He's right, writes Joel Skousen. This is the problem. They're using these key cases, Stuart Rhodes, Ammon Bundy, Alex Jones. Now, I don't agree with all that Alex says and does, but I will defend his right to say it. Think of the evil statements government has made. Harry Reid literally lied and said that Richard Mack was a terrorist. 
Well, if Richard Mack is a terrorist, where's the proof? There's no violence or terrorism on his watch. In fact, when he went to the Supreme Court, it looks like the only one violating the law was Bill Clinton. See? But if Harry Reid can call Richard Mack a terrorist blatantly, openly, why can't Alex Jones say, I don't believe uh, that the Sandy Hook shooting ever happened. The families are lying. They're actors. Now, I don't agree with saying that because I don't believe Alex was right on that point. But he has every right to bring up and expose the fact that, you know what, I don't believe the government's official narrative on Sandy Hook either. Am I allowed to say that or does this novel legal president hold where I can't criticize anything they say or by de facto I'm calling them liars? And since they control the, quote, facts behind the cloak of government secrecy, do they get their way? So now the jury awards $45 million. They say stop. Listen. They gave $45 million. Stop the monetization of misinformation and lies. Now, is that what Alex Jones is doing, or is that what your government's doing? Punitive damages, ladies and gentlemen, are meant to punish defendants for particularly egregious conduct beyond monetary compensation to the individuals they hurt. A high punitive award of money is seen by the jury to send a wider wider societal message to deter others. They say you have the ability to stop this man from ever doing it again. Wesley Vall, he's an attorney for the parents, told the jury, send the message to those who desire to do the same thing. Speech is free. Lies you pay for, quote, is what he said. So it all depends on who defines speech versus lies. Attorneys for the jury, or I'm sorry, attorneys for the family had urged the jurors to hand down a final punishment that would put InfoWars out of business. Think about that, folks. They are going after Alex like nobody's business. Now, again, it doesn't matter if you agree with Alex on everything or not. Okay? I don't agree with Alex on everything. But where does this go when we start to do this? Can he say, I don't believe Sandy Hook was real? Can he, believe, can he say, I believe the families are lying? Well, I don't believe the government's official story. I don't believe everything that Alex brought forward either. But this is a very, very serious case precedent that Joel Skousen documents is very dangerous for America. All right? If this novel, novel legal precedence holds, is what they're saying, this idea that we can go behind deep state secrets, claim that you can't even know our names, you'll never face your accuser, you'll never have a speedy trial, you'll never get all the evidence out on the courts, you'll, you'll never have appropriate due process. They're just saying, look, you've, you've said lies. You've called on the government liars by implication of your stance, and therefore you're going down. And we will award punitive damages that will bury you, destroy your company, so that nobody ever gets the notion that they can speak out again. Think about that, folks. Isn't that scary, folks, when you think about it? Isn't that just shocking of what the jury was told? Now, the problem with a lot of this, too, is 
Hey, jurors are being told false information over and over and over again as well. Now, listen to this. The Sandy Hook lawyer that's against Alex Jones intends to turn over a copy of Alex's Jones phone records to the January 6th panel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. They're going to turn over Alex Jones's phone records to the January 6th panel. Now, here's what happened. Supposedly, Jones's attorneys or some legal counsel members leaked the information on Alex Jones's phone to the other side. And then that came out in court. Now, in a normal proceeding, this would, would create a mistrial. Uh, they wouldn't be allowed to use this in court. But somehow this is being allowed to continue, not only taint Alex Jones's case, but I don't believe that it was an error to turn over those records. I believe it was intentional. Because now these records are going to the January 6th panel. How convenient that is, right? Now, the jury heard testimony that Jones, that's Alex Jones, and his company, Free Speech Systems, that's the parent company of InfoWars, have a net worth of $135 million to $270 million. Now, uh, whether he has a lot of money or not <clears throat> isn't the point. Just because he has a lot of money, is that designed to insult the jury to where the jury's like, well, this rich guy can pay, by golly. If he's worth $135 million to $270 million, uh, fighting him $50 million to send a case president to the, to the nation, to the world, about free speech on trial, so to speak. And then, hey, don't worry, he's rich anyway. How much money you have shouldn't relate to your punishment, should it? Well, they say, yeah, Sam, it was ill-gotten gained on these lies. But think about that for a minute, though. <laughs> Where do we go with this? When you say somebody has a net worth of $135 million, right, to $270 million, uh, that doesn't sound like to me they really know if they have that wide of a spectrum of how much he has in the first place, right? Per the Times. So now you're going to the news again. The Times are saying how much Alex Jones has. So they say the $49 million in total damages ordered would only be about three-quarters of one year's revenue for Alex Jones, according to last year, they say, of almost $65 million. So now we're literally saying, hey, um, you have plenty of money, right? I just kind of wonder, where do we go from here with that kind of stuff? So I have a problem with all that, saying, oh, look, we can prove in court Jones has a ton of money. Therefore, we have every right to take a chunk of that money. I've got a problem with that idea. Is that justice to say, hey, if you have a lot of money? Now, you could say, well, he made all of his money on that. And my response is, no, he didn't. He made most of his money selling herbal products. But yet they say it was on the backs of this spinning these lies. Where do we go with all that, folks? I don't know, but I'm not comfortable with any of it. Okay? Like I say, I don't agree with Alex Jones on everything. I'm not really defending Alex here. But I am defending his right to free speech. I am defending his right to think and believe how he wants to. And you say, yeah, Sam, 
free speech is free, but lies are not. And my response is, who determines what speech and what's lies? Are you going to let your government, the deep state, determine that for us? The government or the founding fathers didn't put the First Amendment and say, but if you oppose the government, you're lying. They're turning it into a witch hunt. Ladies and gentlemen, pray for America, will you? Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. I'm Tony Marusa reporting. By an overwhelming 86 to 11 vote, the Senate Tuesday night gave final passage to a bill that ramps up health care and disability benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxins. The PACT Act of 2022 passed Tuesday night. Pat Toomey, who led the Republicans installing the measure, warned that it included what he calls a trick that would permit indiscriminate spending. And a school in Utah has removed books from the shelves. Utah's largest public school district is defending its decision to remove 52 books that some parents view as pornographic. The Alpine School District has roughly 84,000 students. The district decided to pull the books by 41 authors from its library shelves after an internal audit flagged them as sensitive material without literary merit. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. I'm Tony Marusso for USA Radio News. Mike Lindell and MyPillow offering the BOGO extravaganza right now on a whole slew of MyPillow products. Now you can find all sorts of great deals on MyPillow bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillow, Six Pete's towel sets, Roll and Go Anywhere pillows, much more, all priced buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com slash USA, use promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and find you some great MyPillow products. They're all available. Oh, by the way, you can also get Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase, but you have to uh, go to MyPillow.com slash USA or call one 800 951 8175 and make sure you use the promo code the buy one get one extravaganza going on right now at mypillow.com a kidnapped girl's escape in alabama has led to the discovery of two decomposing bodies and the arrest of a man now facing murder and kidnapping charges police got a call monday morning from a driver about a 12 year old girl walking alone along county road 34 in dadeville tallapoosa county Sheriff Jimmy Abbott said Tuesday at a news conference the girl had been restrained to bedpost for about a week, according to the criminal complaint. Jose Paulino Pascal Reyes, 37, was arrested Monday about 25 miles away in Auburn on suspicion of first-degree kidnapping by U.S. Marshals and police, the sheriff said, adding other agencies are also on this case. U.S. job openings fell by the most in just over two years in June as demand for workers eased in the retail and wholesale trade industries. But overall, the labor market remains tight, allowing the Federal Reserve to continue raising interest rates. At least 4.2 million workers voluntarily quit their jobs in June and layoffs declined. This is USA Radio News. All right, the producer of the beloved candy bar, Snickers, 
issued an apology on Friday after releasing an ad suggesting that Taiwan is a country. Wow. So they called Taiwan a country, and, of course, China and the United States, who claim it's not a country, literally rioted, forced Snickers to apologize. Wow. What do you think of that, folks? The tyranny continues as we get in bed with the communist Chinese. Any truth told is a revolutionary act in modern society, sadly so. All right, I got the last interview that we did at Freedom Fest, by the way. Leslie Rubin is the guy's name. He's president of what's called Main Street Economics. MainStreetEconomics.org. He does a phenomenal job. And he says our mission is to educate the public on economic, on economics so people can vote for smart economic policy and get our country back on track. The interview starts now. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, the incredible guests, the heavy hitters. Just keep on coming on Liberty Roundtable Live from Freedom Fest. It is day four, and, man, we got a lot going on. Our next guest, Leslie Rubin, he happens to be the president of Mainstream Economics, and MainstreamEconomics.org is their website. Now, listen to this. They say our mission is to educate the public on economics so people can vote smart, so they can vote for smart economic policy. To get our country back on target, back on track. Man, we got to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a country that works and now they're ruining it. We got to stop them. We got to stand for what matters. We got to learn economics and then vote smart is the idea. Leslie, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right, let's learn a little bit about who you are first. Who are you, Leslie? Well, actually, I'm a small businessman in Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Uh, and of several years ago, I decided that there's things are going askew in this country. We're getting into deeper and deeper financial problem, and what can one guy do about it? So the idea came to me that, number one, I can't convince the politicians. I've got to get to the voters to for them to get to the politicians. So... I started Main Street Economics as an educational tool to do that, and it's evolving right now into um, something that's almost ready to go public, uh, which I plan to market in the fall. The whole idea is that we are falling off the fiscal cliff economically, and the projections from the CBO make it even worse. And if we don't do something, we are going to hit disaster sometime in the next five to ten years. Amen to that. So what were you a businessman in before you kind of came up with the concept of Main Street Economics? Well, I'm still there. I'm, I have a day job, and that's developing commercial real estate. And I've been okay. doing that for 45 years. This is a new uh, venture for me. It's kind of my give-back project to try and help this country. Wow. I love it. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the fundamentals of this then. Hey, I agree that we're going to run off the cliff if we're not very careful. You just cannot create out of thin air trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars with eventually, um, well, one guy put it, the former Secretary of Agriculture uh, during the Eisenhower administration, his name is Ezra Taft Benson, he basically said, look, you cannot continue to drink from the bottle of false economic prosperity. Uh, and what you're going to have to do is wake up and face the music, and <laughs> he kind of compares it to an alcoholic, right? And, and the highlight is, look, we've got to call a halt to the con game, and we've got to do it fast. 
We do have to do it fast. We can't we can't wait. Uh, and so my website is mainstreeteconomics.org and right now I've created a video called the debt bomb. It's two and a half minutes that really summarizes our problem and every concerned American should see take two and a half minutes to see that to see how bad the problem is. Then in the fall I'm finishing up the a book called Why You Should Give a Damn About Economics. Uh, it's a basic layman to layman. I'm a layman. I'm not an economist. Uh, my background is accounting. Uh, but it's a layman to layman book under 100 pages about basic economics with a main, major section on what are our problems and how do we fix them. And the video, again, is called The Debt Bomb? The Debt Bomb. Uh, it's on our website. It's on YouTube uh, under U.S. Debt Bomb. Uh, easy to find. It takes two and a half minutes, and I think every adult should see this video so they'll understand the magnitude of the problem. A lot of people have seen it as you've been playing it over at your booth, too, right? A lot of it's new. It's only been up a week or so, so it's just getting publicity now. Uh, and the main publicity will come in the fall when I publish my book, which will be free on our website. Wow! Uh, this is my give back project. I want America to know the problems. And I know there are solutions, but they're difficult, very difficult. Yes, they are. What do you think of, of Rand Paul's six-penny plan? I think that's one of many good plans, uh, and I think it could be very effective if you could get it done. The problem is— yeah, they just dismiss him out of hand, don't they? Well, you can't get anything done in Congress. Uh, the problem is the politicians are all going to do the same thing. They're going to do what it takes to get reelected. So if we don't get pressure from the public— to say fix this mess before it's too late, the politicians are going to be keep on keeping on, and yes, and sir. the the CBO projects another fifteen trillion of debt over the next ten years, and we already have a hundred and twelve trillion of debt, including unfunded obligations. Yes, unfunded liabilities are a serious problem. In fact, when I got into radio over twenty five years ago. Um, <laughs> I remember the comptroller of the currency said, look, we're running off a cliff, people. That was then. Now it's a thousand times. It's a gazillion times worse. One of my consultants is, is a former controller of the uh, currency, and he's the one that helped me understand the financial statements published by the government to get to the $112 trillion. It's not my number. It comes right out of the financial statements that are published by the Treasury. And one of the main statements that they say right in the executive summary, the fiscal path we are on is unsustainable. That's right out of the Treasury's report. Well, and those who hold our debt eventually will force a call, will, will call their notes and force a con, uh, halt to the con game, right? I mean, they will. Well, in my, my video, I say what happens if. I, I tr address the scenario of what happens if we can't borrow money anymore. And there are three scenarios and they're all terrible i mean they're catastrophic give me the three quickly well one is we can print money uh to pay our debt which does nothing other than hyperinflation yes a second one is that we can force a balanced budget we pay the debt as we need to and every other part of government gets cut back to where we balance the budget and we're quickly running out of that solution because at some point you won't be able to pay the interest either 
Well, there'll be very little left to run the government. If you, the interest, if you calculate it in 10 years, we'll have 45 trillion of debt. And if you use a simple interest rate of maybe four or five percent, that's going to suck up all our revenue. Uh, and then the third is the default on the debt, which is a international calamity. Uh, there are no good solutions in that, and, and I, I address all of that in my debt bomb video. Every American that has any interest in what's going on in this country should see that two-and-a-half-minute video. Is there any way for a peaceful landing? Yes. You have, to, you have to suck it up and fix entitlements as a starter. Uh, entitlements is one of the huge drags on us. We have to balance the budget. And we have to cut spending in other ways. And if you, if you look at history and you see what happened in the, in the 20s and the 30s, uh, we had a her- terrible financial situation in 1921 when Harding took over. What did Harding do? He cut taxes and balanced the budget, and we had the roaring 20s. Then Hoover and Roosevelt took over, and what did they do? They spent and spent and spent. Uh, and very bad economic policies, and we got the Great Depression. We, we just need to look at history to learn. That's one of my weekly emails, which people can sign up for if they're interested, is when will we Hold ever on. learn? And you go to MainStreetEconomics.org to sign up for that email, right? Right. It's okay, right keep going. There. I just want to make sure people know where to go. It's when will we ever learn. The yeah. history and the real world tells us all we need to know about how to solve the problem, the politicians will not do it. They're interested in getting reelected. And as long as that's a situation, we are not going to solve a problem. The American people have to demand that the politicians fix it. And that's what my, my goal is. Get to the American people. Let them know what the problems are and how to fix them. And they're fixable. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sanguine, but I do believe they're fixable. Uh, and we have to demand it. There will become a day that they, it won't be fixable, huh? The day will come when we will fall off the fiscal cliff and it will not be fixable anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the reality check from Freedom Fest. I know it's not pleasant to hear. The best news about it all in my mind is that we do have time to fix it. We still can make hard choices. We still can uh, throw down the bottle of economic, false economic prosperity, uh, and we can make changes if we, the people, get engaged enough to do so. MainStreetEconomics.com is the website. Dot org. Or dot org, sorry. MainStreetEconomics.org. Leslie Rubin, thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. And this is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So Leslie Rubin was a great interview, very educated gentleman about economics, and he wrote a book, Why You Should Give a Damn, about economics. And it really points to such something such as simple as, hey, the gas pump wars, you know, the gas is more expensive than ever before, and people are putting bumper stickers on it saying, Joe did it, pointing at Joe, kind of an idea. I don't think you can blame it all on Joe. I agree the latest fiasco is on Joe, but it's everybody who's embraced fake money in the first place. And because of this fake money and the ever never-ending printing of money, we've got a massive problem, right? We've got a debt bomb like you wouldn't believe. And Leslie highlights this. And on his video, uh, what is it, Mainstream mainstreameconomics.com, ladies and gentlemen, They've got a video up there that highlights this. There's no audio or else we would play it. But uh, all I'm telling you is he does a great job. MainstreamEconomics.org. And that rounds out, believe it or not, um, our, I don't know what you want to call it, our interviews that took place when we went to the uh, Freedom Fest event, but also when we went to the uh, CSPOA, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, um, press conference on election fraud. We had a tremendous week of just star-studded interviews, just great people, great time, great effort, great information. Uh, that wraps up those interviews. And because of my travel, because there's so much content in the news, it's really difficult to um, figure out what to cover and what not to cover. Think about what we've covered on today's broadcast. All right, with Lowell Nelson, first hour. We literally had a report on his leadership school. If you can't go to one of these schools, you know what? Create one of your own and invite them in to do the schools, right? Um, FACL-training.org is the website to learn more about that. We talked about Simone Gold being in jail for, quote, trespassing. Never mind, she was super peaceful the whole time. We now have a two-tiered system of justice in this country. That point cannot be overlooked. Journalist Julie Kelly's unshakable faith in freedom. That's the newamerican.com magazine talking about her tremendous reporting on the J6th dishonest lies by deep state government. All right. How government used, I guess, Julie Kelly has this book. January 6th, how government or how Democrats Use the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror. 
against the, quote, political right. I mean, just riveting stuff. Julie Kelly telling the tale about Ray Epps. The FBI literally said in August that it didn't find any evidence that January 6th was an organized plot to overturn the election. That's according to four government current and former law officials. Plus, the member of the Proud Boys was an informant. He said that there was no plan. So you got five people documenting there's no plan. Why is the mainstream press literally still using this to attack all of us, even those of us who didn't go? They know full well that there was no general insurrection. But then they don't focus on Ray Epps. You've literally got a prisoner now testifying, this guy tried to recruit me. Why is Ray Epps not in jail for citing the crowd? Obstruction of Congress, seditious conspiracy, and so on and so on. It really highlights it. We also talked about this Russian military, or rumor mill, it depends on how you look at it, claims that the Ukraine is the origin of COVID-19, and that it was intentionally done by the Americans, claim the Russians. Russia directly accuses the United States of creating and releasing COVID-19. Russia then pointed to U.S. Congressman Jason Crow of the House Intelligence Committee who warned Americans about giving their DNA to these private companies because if you do, that'll be sold to private third parties or maybe the governments of the world who will eventually use that to create what? Develop biological weapons targeting specific groups or individuals. See, that is riveting scary. Are we already in World War Three? Was C-19 or COVID-19 the first weapon fired? You know, these are serious questions. I don't claim to know the answers yet. I do believe that the COVID was a bioweapon intentionally created and released. You say, Sam, you're just following the propaganda of the Russians. And my response is, do you trust the American narrative any better? The ones that told you that two weeks would flatten the curve? The ones that told you at first, oh, don't worry about COVID, it's no big deal? The ones that then said two weeks to flatten the curve? The ones that then fast-tracked vaccinations? The ones that tried to force us all to be vaccinated? The ones that locked us up in our houses and literally destroyed the economy of the whole world? The United States still not even recovering? That narrative we're supposed to trust? The Fauci lies where he told you masks don't matter. You don't need them. Won't do any good. Then he says, oh, no, you got to have a mask. In fact, you got to have two masks. This guy that's been back and forth on everything, the guy that mocked us for saying it might have been created in the lab until he got exposed as he knew that from the very start and he lied to you. And we're supposed to trust the American narrative? Wow. And then now they're using this legal precedent to attack Alex Jones and the rest of us? Wow, folks, we've got a long road to hoe when it comes to the truth. And they're working on throwing us all in jail. You would say, well, it doesn't apply to me, Sam. Maybe not today. Right? It reminds you of the Nazi Germany scenario where, hey, they came for the Jews and I wasn't a Jew. 
They're coming for old Sam Bushman. He's crazy. He speaks out and he's nuts. Alex Jones, he's saying things that are false. Well, maybe so. But when did saying something false in a free speech country like America become? Well, you get penalties of $50 million? Where do we go from here? Well, I've told you, ladies and gentlemen, several times that they are using. I don't know what word to use here. But they are using several issues to overwhelm and destroy America. Some of them are cultural issues. Some of them are just in-your-face issues. For example, the border leaking like a sieve. They can mock us when we talk about race replacement. I don't know that it's replacement, because if we had enough children as white people, we, they couldn't replace us, right? The fact that we've been dumbed down into having no children uh, as a civilization is another problem in and of itself. So I don't believe in the replacement idea. They can't replace us if we're having children. But no doubt they are literally bringing people into this country that don't share our values and don't share our culture. And instead of yesteryear, the way they used to bring in people from different cultures, they used to teach them American values. They used to want to leave their old country behind and have a new life and a new way and a new culture. And they wanted to become Americans. Now they no longer want that. They just want their enclaves. Uh, we're going to keep our culture and keep everything, and you're going to fund us and subsidize us. Now put us in an enclave. Let us keep everything we brought with us and fund it for us, please. This lie is the problem. Well, anyway, from that, diluting the vote, changing America, I don't know what words to use, from a moral, independent people to an immoral, dependent population. That's what we're talking about, right? Whether it's that, whether it's attack all leaders on all five fundamental guarantees in the First Amendment, that's all under attack. Where do we go here in the culture war? From the pro-life issue to now they've literally are waiting for the House to give the final nod to a huge, which we'll get into in the next couple of days, a huge bill that's going to move us into climate change if you believe the, the thugs and the government and the liberals, utopia. If you believe me, absolute dismantling of every way of life that you have. You'll be taken out of your car. Your AC will go away. All the things that you hold dear will go away. Your ability to eat meat will go away. And you'll be on plants and bugs. And okay, This is the agenda they have for you. You can say, I'm nuts. And then what they do is they say, I'm a climate change denier. And then what they say is, we can't have these climate change deniers around, they ought to be arrested. They ought to be prosecuted for their false information. After all, if they claim that the environment or the climate change, whatever narrative of your government, if they claim it's not true, by de facto, they're calling the government liars. Therefore, they should be prosecuted. And the ministry of truth in a backhanded way takes over the courts and attacks us all. Are we the people going to take this laying down from COVID to climate change to overwhelming us at the border? You look at these things and they're changing America. And the problem is Americans don't really see it because what they do is they lock down and take away so much. And then they like the good cop, bad cop scenario. They give you a lot of it back and you go, 
Well, at least I can go to a restaurant now. Well, you've lost a lot of your liberty, but you've you've got some back. It's like the Stockholm Syndrome. Pretty soon your abusers become your friends in the good cop, bad cop lies of manipulation. Americans are being gaslighted like never before. The government has turned into the enemy, declaring war on we the people, in bed with the mainstream media. Now, that's my opinion. I believe there's plenty of evidence for my opinion. Uh, But am I allowed to express my opinion? We used to say that's my opinion to which I'm entitled to. Am I entitled to that now, my own opinion or not? Am I allowed to say that or does it turn uh, turn out to be, well, I am saying they're lying if I'm telling the truth and they're saying I'm lying. But if I say they're lying, I can be prosecuted for that. If they say I'm lying, they have the power to put me in jail for that. Folks, we are leaving the fundamentals of a free society behind. How long will it be until they use climate change, COVID, in other words, vaccinations, and illness, so health, mental, and physical, along with climate change, along with overwhelming our border, and how long will they put that into a credit score? And the credit score is financial in part, which they've already got. Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion are the three gatekeepers for that and how long until it has quote social credit score involved you know sam you sure say a lot of bad stuff buddy you got a negative culture uh negative culture score mixed with your financial score i don't think you ought to be able to buy and sell sam i don't think you ought to be treated as normal we don't want to do business with you we don't want to share credit card services with you or insurance with you or whatever it is is that where we're headed folks I think the answer is clear yes. If you look at the communist nation of China, that's our most favored nation trading partner. That's where they already are. And that's where America is swiftly traveling to. Can we turn the boat around? I believe we can. What is it going to take? The moral majority to stand up and say, uh-uh, you've lost your minds. we got to jettison the gatekeepers of the mainstream press, and we got to hold government bureaucrats at all levels accountable. Will you help us? Peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth is our goal. We pray for your support in the culture war. We need your funding and more. LibertyRoundtable.com, loveandliberty.net. God save the republic.